give them nothing, but take from them everything. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and Rum is fixing some toilets. <laughs> but we do have, of course, the lovely... Wu-Tang! That's right. The lovely, the lovely Professor Cuddlebear. Oh, you like that? I give you a professor. I, I guess. That, that gives you, you know, Professor Cuddle, Cuddlebear actually sounds like a hip-hop name. Does it? Yeah. That's why I don't get involved in hip hop. See, see, it's hip hopity. The hip hop game ain't been the same since I left. I know, man. <sighs> Professor CB, suck ass MCs <laughs> trying to trying to trying to play you, bro. They trying to play you, but they can't. No, 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 no. no. <sighs> so how are you, it, sir? You doing all right? You feeling better? You're you're um, you've been snotty I, for a while, so. Yeah, I'm still technically sick, and I think you can tell from my scratchy voice. I don't feel horrible, uh, but I sound horrible, and I'm still congested, and I'm trying to get over that hump, and I basically have three and a half days to get over that hump, and uh, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I mean... I mean, really, dude, there's nothing you can do but take your medication and, and just, you know, try to stay well. I mean, it's just, it's tough. But, you know, the medication actually just masks your symptoms. They Pretty much. I mean, I guess they, in theory, give you time to heal. Right. But they don't necessarily, you know, do that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I got three and a half days. And, I mean, really, like I said, I just need to get rid of my congestion and my cough. And, and I, I mean, I don't feel lethargic or anything like that. I don't... I don't actually feel sick. I just, I mean, <laughs> beyond the 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 congestion. Right. Know? It's all it's in all, your. It's like all in your head and chest, or is it just in your head now? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. It's yeah. just it's my nose and my. You know, I've got like some like phlegm and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just kind of it's it's that last bit of aggravation is what it is. It's because it you know these fucking colds can drag on for like months, and it's just it's so annoying because it's it never right. goes away. But I'm sure everybody is, you know, glad that you're on the mend. And, um, well, we know we know Rum is happy that he gets to go clean an old lady's toilet. I'm sure we'll hear about it next show. Well, technically, isn't he cleaning their, her floor? Well, actually, what he told me was that the lady, I don't know if he said that the lady had a stroke or or something along those lines and she fell and hit the, when she fell or went to grab the toilet or something and broke the toilet so the toilet actually the water spewed everywhere and it's just constantly running because it's broken and they're so stupid well, that's what can, i was saying like it's all over the floor now yeah and these dummies can't turn off the fucking faucet like i, I don't get it they can't turn the little metal i mean you're right on the floor lady why not do it well, she's old. I mean, she had a stroke. Jesus, dude. Well, I'm not sure she had a stroke. I'm just, you know, adding that to the story to make it sound. Oh, good. she had it. She had a stroke. You think? She been. Sh- she be stroking. 
That's where she'd be going. <laughs> Stroking to the east. You know, we were trying to come up with things to talk about because, uh, well, we'll get to this in a second. Yeah. But we've been off Facebook. Uh, For, I've been off at least a week. Yeah, because of the uh, assholes the Star Wars. But and we'll get to that in a second. But there is something that we do have to talk about that we we both kind of forgot about from really? uh, two days ago. Yes, we had a comedy show. We did, and it was epic. Uh, that's a word for it. It was fucking that's, that's epic. A, um, <laughs> we had like eight comedians and two hosts. Yes, um, and a band, and a, and we did indeed have a band, a two man band. And it was it was a great show. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, uh, certainly, there was a lot of entertainment. Oh, uh, there was there was nudity. There was violence. Yeah, I didn't get to see the nudity. Unfortunately. Me, I didn't either. I was outside. Yeah. Um. So, Trey Romero and Kyle Smith uh, decided to do. A little comedy duo thing, a Tag little team. Stello. Yeah, and they were very good together. I mean, there were a couple of moments that were a little bit wooden, a little bit. But you got I mean, you got this excited, was their right? First try, and this isn't something that they practice. This is something that they just kind of get up and. It was like fuck it, of, let's do this, and they just got up there and did it. Right, and they sort of riff on each other. And they did it a couple times during the night, and then uh, then we had uh some. Uh, I think all new comedians. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we've had any of those people before. No, no, no. Jade Patton's been on the show, and so has. Oh, I'm and, sorry. And, Jade Patton was there, and actually, and, uh, Vince Galino uh, too. Jade Patton, a big, a big compliment because she's, uh, she's gotten better. Oh yeah, she has. She was really she, funny. She went away for a while. She went to Connecticut, and New York, I think. Yeah. Um. Actually, a lot of people were saying how how much they liked her. Like they were really. Uh. I think Paul was. Uh. Paul Underwood. I think he was one of the guys that pulled me aside. Said, "Man, that that check was really funny." Yeah, you know, um, and um, with the material like uh, I, 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 her old material, I'd heard a couple times, and uh, but this was all completely different. Yeah, she seemed more confident. Mm-hmm. She got rid of the the you know, no offense to her, but silly green hair and like got a real color. Yeah, I mean, it, she was really funny. Um, also, Mr. Vince Galino, we had him on our show before. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was I believe that was the only two besides you know, of course Trey and yeah. Trey and uh, Kyle. Right, right, right. Um. Yeah, Vince did really well. Uh, but there was an incident. There was. There was. Uh, you, which you missed most of. I did. I did. I missed saw, most of it. saw some of the... The remnants. Uh, fallout that completely... That, that uh, <laughs> seemed to repeat itself several times. And, and you know what's even funnier is I saw Mr. Uh, Patrick Plata, the guy, you know, the gentleman who does our music. I saw him today. And oh, yeah? he brought it up... <laughs> He's, he was like, man, that was a great show. He said, I didn't stay for the whole thing. I felt bad because I wanted to stay for, uh, you know, to see Jack. But he, he had something to do in the morning. He had to be at the work. And uh, he said, what the hell was up with that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was pretty fucking intense. So uh, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about this or not, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Well, I mean, uh, who, who? why wouldn't we? It's our uh, show. Well, specifically because... So Trey, I don't know if this is his girlfriend or a girl that he's friends with. It's a friend of his. Okay. It is a friend of his. He has not, uh, shall we say, tagged that. Now that I don't know. I mean, you know, he could, it could be a friend with vagina benefits. I don't know. Maybe so. So he showed up with her and, uh, before the night started, like as we were getting ready for, for them to go on stage, 
uh, we sat together, and uh, your your neighbor Corey showed up, and yep. then uh, man, I'm sorry, but his name's escaping me. The the comedian uh, Byron Byron Broussard. Byron Broussard. Sorry, Rob Byron. Um, he uh, we well, we had to goad him into sitting next to us, uh, but he did. Um, and uh, and so she came over and sat actually in Corey's seat. Yeah, Corey. So we had to. Corey got up to go get me and Adam a drink. You know, being a nice guy he is, he was going to go buy us a drink. And uh, as he was up, me and Adam were talking, and I turn around, and this girl just sits in his seat, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I, I didn't know. I didn't know if y'all knew this because I, I didn't recognize her as being the girl that was sitting next to Trey. Uh, when we came in, I, I didn't. I just. I, was I like, had no, All right, I guess. I had I no actually, idea. To tell you the truth, I thought that was like one of Corey's like fucked up dates. Mm-hmm. I thought it was someone that was with uh, Byron. Oh yeah, he seemed very elated when she sat down. He was like, "Oh, look at this!" But uh, well, she but had anyway, sat. She had sat next to him in the back. Oh okay. Before we got him to goad him to get up front, he was sitting uh, back there with her, and I thought that they were together. You know, I was like, right, oh, okay, right. whatever. You know, she'll sit next to him on the other side. <laughs> I had no idea. No idea. So, so there was some confusion, and she introduced herself, and we were like, oh, okay, you know, and we, we, we walked off. Uh, and then Trey and Kyle went up, and they did their set uh, or their opening set. And, um, and then Vince Galino was first. And Vince was doing his set. And, um, <laughs> and at some point, now I didn't hear her talking. Um, which is unusual because I'm usually pretty sensitive to that. Right, and, right, right. Um, but apparently she was because I was in the back at this point. I was in the back of the of Twist, and uh, she. So apparently she was talking to Corey, and which sort of emphasized in my head the idea that they were on a date. And uh, Vince like just stops his set and just goes like, "Oh, this will be fun," and he starts talking to her, uh, and. He even asked, he was like, are you two together? And I saw, I didn't hear him say anything, but I saw Corey vehemently shake his head no. <laughs> uh, at which point, Corey actually got up and walked off. Yeah, that's when he came by us, and he was like, I don't know who that girl is, man. She's crazy. But, uh, so she starts talking to Vince on stage. Right. And um, so they're going back and <laughs> forth. Um <laughs> and Trey got pissed, got up out of his chair. He was sitting at the bar, walked over to her, got in front of her and said, shut the fuck up. But she, see, he got mad because she was so fucking loud. Right. Yeah. And then he went, he turned around and sat down back where he was. And in the meantime, like the audience kind of paused when that happened. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, okay. What's going on? All right. This is, this is taking a turn. And Vince was like, "No, no, it's cool. I I enjoy this." So, there, there. He started kind of like messing with the chick, and you know, and at some point she goes, "Show your tits to to him." Yeah, 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 did. yeah. And he's like, "Um, what?" And he was like, uh, <laughs> "Okay, ma'am. Well, let me tell you something. Where I'm from, you know, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said essentially that you know, like we give tit for tat. So why don't you share your tits, and then we can talk about mine." And, uh, and of course she wasn't going to do it and they were kind of fighting back and forth and I, I guess she eventually was like oh he's not going to let the I think she even said like you're not going to let this go huh and so 
uh, like he's messing with her and he's he's kind of got the upper hand. And then she's just like, all right, fuck it. So she showed him her, her tits, and uh, and he goes, uh, I was not expecting that. Okay, uh, I don't know what to say now. And it's kind of where it ended, like like at least for him. Like uh, at one point he brought it up again. He was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to do now. Like, uh, let's just start talking to that lady again. You know, whatever." Yeah, and, uh, and that's when he said that uh, he thinks that the the loud lady's dead now because she put her head down on the table or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, apparently she fell asleep or something like that. For yeah, a for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, she was out. And um, so and then you came back in around that time. Right. Right. And uh, and he got off the stage and I was like, oh, "Okay, well that that was interesting." And now it's over. <laughs> no. But you thought no, that was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, she she continued talking throughout a good bit of the show. And Trey, uh, off and on, as I was standing next to Trey at the bar, was constantly shut the fuck up. <laughs> he said uh, it like three times, man. And towards the end, one of the last comedians, uh, Jason Dorman, I think his name is. Uh, I think you're right. Who, uh, Norman who D, took maybe? a little while to get heated, but once he once he got his energy, really up, funny, was actually very good. Yeah, he was really good. The last two comedians, I was I was very 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 happy with. I don't remember the the girl's name. Uh, mm, um, uh, Addie. I maybe think, I think it was, it was the one that was a little mousier. Not not the one who not the one uh, that hates white people. Yeah, there was yeah. one girl, and I'm not gonna cut. You know, here's 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 something that. Uh, well, I'll talk about it in a second. Let me finish the story, I guess. Um, so Jason Dorman was on stage, and I don't rem- even remember what he was talking about. But at some point, she goes, "Are you for real with this shit?" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> like she yells this out so that everyone can hear. She goes, "Are you for real?" And he goes, "You mean like metaphysically? Like what? What?" He's like, "Yes, I'm real. I exist." I'm. We are currently in this club, and I'm here. Yes, I. I'm. I'm real. Like you know, and he was just kind of playing with it, and um, <laughs> it kind of goes back and forth, and it's not really funny. Like on any level, like it's just like, okay, what is this happening? Like this woman's just like interrupting his set just to go. Look What's at, your problem? Look at and, me. Look at and me. And that's when Trey once again got up out of his seat. Yes. Got directly in her face and said, shut the fuck up. I think she likes that. I, well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a hard time disagreeing with that. But um, eventually she did shut up. Now, here's the thing. The first time he Trey did that, I was like, I kind of felt bad for her. I mean, she deserved it, but I was like, she must be really embarrassed. No, no, clearly not. Clearly, clearly embarrassment is not in her, in her repertoire. You know, uh, so so this happened and she kind of shut up and then Jason continued on with her set and like a, a minute later he was like this is how weird like comedy he said something like this is how weird comedy is like now this lady is laughing hysterically at one of my jokes whereas a second ago she was begging me to stop you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh so so he went off the stage and then Trey and and Kyle got up and, and kind of closed it out uh, to prep for Jack. And uh, But Trey and Kyle were late. Well, Trey was leaving. Kyle Kyle stayed the whole time. Yeah, Kyle stayed and hung out with us and watched Jack and Trey, rip it up. Trey walked over to me and he shook my hand. He was like, uh, yeah, man, I, I'd love to stay, but uh, I have to go yell at somebody right now. Yeah, he's I like, like, I got a lot of yeah, yelling to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get you, man. He's like, no, 
I have to go yell at someone right now. And I went, oh. And then I thought, he's going to like Chris Brown around a car, isn't he? And I was like, should I say something? And I was like, no, no, she kind of deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I mean, she was a loud, obnoxious woman. She was really being a pain but, in the ass. And for Trey, it's it's kind of like he was when, in, uh, he was embarrassed. I think because yeah, you know it's like this well, is had, supposed to be my had friend. The same thing when people we know come to the comedy show and then they they're disruptive and it's like, what are you doing? Like, come on! Like, I asked you to come here and that's fine, but you know, if you're gonna be obnoxious, then I really wish you would have just not come. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't ask you to come here to, to to embarrass me and to cause a problem for the show, you know. Um, but yeah, so back to the to the the liberal hipster chick. Um, I would never tell a comedian what to do. Like, I think they should be free to express and do their jokes, and you you always should, you know. But there is something to be said for knowing how to play to the crowd that you're in, right? Like, and this chick. Uh, she was one of the last comedians, and she she did her set in in a metery bar, and one of her first jokes was something to the effect of, "I would never give money to a homeless white person because white people have everything." Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" Right, like, and I th- I mean, maybe it was just me, but I felt like the rum stopped. Like, wait, well, it first did. of all, that's not really a joke. That's that's an open open declaration of 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 uh, racism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, pre- it was pretty shitty, to be honest. I mean, uh, I mean, dude, that was. It would be like going to a St. Claude bar or something. Maybe not St. Claude, but you know, a downtown bar for a set and just being like, "I wish black people would go away." Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. And that's that's bad. Now, again, uh, I'm sure that plays in certain clubs, but I'm like, you're a mentally sweetheart, and she kind of realized it. You know, and she sort of like backtracked, like, "Oh yeah, I guess uh, uh, maybe this isn't the place for that." And she even was like thinking about doing a, a political joke. No, maybe I should. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, at least you have a little bit of sense, you know." But not a uh, whole lot. I felt a little bad for her because, again, I'm sure that plays on like you know, like the Saint Claude clubs and what have you. Right, right. Because um, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's just that, that but, mentality. But I'm like, you do have to have a little bit of like. You should be able to read a room. Yeah, you know? exactly. And uh, you know, and uh, the one thing I've I've always been happy with, and I, I'm not trying to call that girl out, or I'm certainly not saying like you're not funny or whatever. Um, although I d- do think that joke needs a little bit of reworking because flat out that joke that she did, it's not really a joke. It's it's predicated on the idea that you hate white people. Right, right, or right, they, right. Or that you think, you know, that you're one of those people who believe in white privilege or whatever, which is fine if that's what you believe in. I, I'd, I'd really love to see that, you know, that those examples of white privilege. But that's that's fine. But that's not really a joke. That's uh, basically just saying I don't like people, and if you don't like the same people I don't like, then you should laugh at my what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. But um, but I'm not, I'm not like saying she's not funny or anything like that but yeah you, you do have to have that ability to understand like hey you know certain audiences um and i feel like uh, a lot of the comedians we've gravitated towards and uh and i'll give for instance cory mack a compliment cory can play in any room oh yeah 100 percent. like he can go anywhere he doesn't matter which room he's in or who he's in front of 
He he yes. can control that room and he knows what he's doing. And he's even he doesn't he has an act a part of his act a bit where he talks about how he lived among rednecks and he's like they're fine. I mean, some of them are racist and do say racist things, but you know they clearly just don't know what they're saying. Whatever. Um, the uh, the last female comment you were talking about was Addie Nigeria. Okay, the, that the, was the mousy girl. Yeah, that was the mousy girl. Yeah, yeah. so she I, I she really was awesome. Her. She was awesome. Yeah, she had a couple of bits toward the end that I I don't know if I'm the only one that laughed or if I just laughed the loudest, but uh, <laughs> but I really enjoyed her. Um, but yeah, no, but uh, for the most part, we haven't had any like real incidents as far as no, because I I do worry about that because most of these comics are used to like whether they're a hipster or not, and there are certainly some hipster comedians that we've met, but <clears throat> most of them um, play in like hipster areas, you know, right, like right. Trump May or whatever, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, like all the Saint um, Claude crowd and all that stuff, yeah, right, that kind of stuff, and. Mattering is not the same area. That's not to say that we don't have hipsters or liberals or what have you, Mattering, but they're far more blue collar. Yeah, you'd, you know? you'd be more chance to getting your ass smashed in the face out in Mattering if you're a hipster. Right now, not to say that that happens. I mean, if you're a hipster and an asshole is what I mean. Don't you know, be, I don't mean be, like they're not gonna walk into a bar. They're not gonna walk into a bar like look like a hipster and get beat up. I meant the fact that if you go in there and you're fucking like, oh my god, you know, twiddling your fucking mustache and calling people dickheads. Yeah, you need to get your face smashed in. There's a better chance of it, yeah, but which isn't to imply that we will allow that to happen or anything like that. But just don't be an asshole yeah, to us. Just, it's a different <laughs> crowd, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of I've always been kind of happy with the fact that we. We haven't had any incident where we've had a comedian come in and uh you know attempt to walk the audience or thing like that right, right, right. Being, you know insult the audience until they or or just say horrible things until the audience leaves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is great so i mean obviously we've had a, a couple of unfortunate like uh nights here and there but uh, for, for the, the most part, part yeah it's been really good and uh you know and once again, I, I, I do want to remind. I'm not, I'm not calling that girl out or anything like that. Um, oh, she no. was actually. I could tell from her mannerism, she was very seasoned yeah, and uh, yeah. very confident. And uh, you know, so <laughs> it was just not the proper jokes for that room, <laughs> right? Yeah, just just not a not a good room to do that. And I, I do emphasize that, that first joke should probably go away. <laughs> I don't I don't have any problem with 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 prejudice, but. It wasn't funny. Like, yeah. it really was. It wasn't. It really was. A joke. It was funny to me because of the sheer fact of what she was saying and where she was saying it at. Right. Like you weren't. You didn't find the joke funny. You no. Were just like, the whole oh, situation. Did you really was, say that here. I was like, ow, really? <laughs> you know, and that was her first joke. You know, yeah, it was, kind of, this is right out of the shoot. <laughs> but uh, but she was clearly very very seasoned and uh. But whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, so it was interesting. Oh, oh and let, let, let us not forget Jack Locke. No, how can you forget that man? I don't think anyone can forget Jack. And it was funny because towards the end, I was actually literally thinking about us just getting on stage, like for for the like while he was playing, because there was so few people in the yeah. audience. I was like, uh, you know, we could all just fit on the stage while he's playing. Let's just get up there and hang out with Jack. Take pictures of ourselves selfieing with Jack while he's singing a song. I seriously thought about that. So did I. Him and his drum player, um, and they were having a good time. That's what Jack does. Jack doesn't really care that there's nobody out there. He just goes up and does. That's because he's. And, that's because he's a real performer, dude. That's 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 what he does. 
And we can look forward to Jack being on episode 250 because, as he pointed out, he has yet to do a single episode that wasn't groundbreaking. Um, well, no, uh, uh, <laughs> a big a, number, a, 50, a, a 25 or a 50 marker. Yeah, 25, 50, or 100. That's that's usually where Jack is on our no, shows. No, it's since like he did, I think 175. He did. actually there is one. Really, but it's unintentional that it. Episode 200 ended up episode 201. Yeah, but it's still supposed to be 200. Right. So it's still technically it's still. Well, technically, no, it isn't. But but his his record is is meant to be unbroken. That's it's, it. it. Through no fault of his own. That's right. He he is the uh, what is it the the Cam Newton of our guests. Uh, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Cam Newton's the quarterback for for the Carolina Panthers, and right now they're fourteen and zero. <laughs> oh, is that the Cam on fire thing? Yeah, yeah. So I was just like throwing that in there. Oh, there you go. That's a little. I heard the that, name. I, that's a little uh, uh, of call out for the House of Goat voice. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam is on fire. So. Um, speaking of uh, fire and spoilers and you know stuff, let's get into that. Yeah. Let, look, let's look. We're not going to spoil the Star Wars movie for anyone. Me and Adam no, both... We're not horrible human beings. Me and Adam have both seen the movie. Uh, the reason me and Adam were both off of Facebook for such a long time is because um, Caitlin was on there, and I told her, you know, I knew spoilers were going to come. Well, wait, and- well, let's 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 back up a little bit. Okay, okay, yeah. There, there is a group of Star Wars fans who are fans specifically of the extended universe. If you're not familiar with it... The extended universe is basically all of the Star Wars books and everything. Right. It's not the movies. Yeah, it's like okay. it's like it's just written by other people. Right. And, um, and those were very successful, particularly like the early novels. Like there's, right, the there's follow-ups a, to think, Jedi and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. I think there's like two dozen Star Wars novels. Oh, probably more. Right. That have nothing to do with the movies. I mean, they they have the characters, but. You know, it's it's completely uh, my, different stories. My favorite ones are the side stories for the characters that you don't get to see. You know, like they, there's like, one rogue, book that's rogue, like rogue the, pilots or whatever, rogue squadron. Yeah, stuff there's like. stuff like that, and there and there's some where like like they did like a uh, uh, a bounty hunter book where they had all the side stories to all the bounty hunters. Which now that they're coming out with these single uh, movies in the future with the one about the one character, uh, Boba Fett story might be disappeared. So wait, say that again. Uh, they're coming out with, um, you know, like single movies. I guess you can call them. Right, right. Where where it's like based off, you know, it's like the backstory to one character. Yeah, yeah. Like oh. there's gonna be a young Han Solo and well, a young Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a Boba Fett story in the Bounty Hunters book. So what I'm saying is, it could go where that story doesn't exist oh, it, anymore. No, it doesn't exist. Right. See. Okay. So. Basically, the uh, so they have these fans that are fans of the extended universe, which is fine. Um, I've never read any of those books, but I have nothing against them. But Disney said officially, the only things that are canon now are the prequels, the originals, uh, and the new ones. Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and Star Wars Rebels. And then actually they just put out a new book, so that's canon. And oh, and the comics now are canon. The, the new comics. Yeah, the new wave. So basically, uh, the uh, from stuff pre Disney owning them, the 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 Clone Wars and the two trilogies are the only things that count. Right. Uh, everything nothing, else. Nothing is, else is, is not. Yeah. Huh? I say nothing else. It's basically everything else would be like fan fiction. 
Right. So, well, not exa- well. It's more like alternate universe stuff, like what ifs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So there you go. Call, there you go. they call it the Star Wars Legends universe. So it it's an alternate universe now. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So there's a large community of these people, and on one of the Facebook groups, which has a couple thousand people, uh, they decided collectively that they plan to go online on Facebook and every other form of social media. And spoiled Star Wars for any for as many people as they could. Yeah. Because they were pissed that the 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 extended universe doesn't exist, and that characters from that universe like Mara Jade would not be part of the continuity now. Yeah, I think that's um, the biggest problem. There's a lot of Mara Jade fans, you know, like fanboys out there for that right. chick. Which is it's fine, but. I mean, these people aren't like their their idea is like, oh, we're gonna ruin it so the movie doesn't make money, which is a retarded thought. Um, like the movie, there's no chance of this movie not making on an ungodly amount of money. Um, and you're not hurting Disney, which which was their intent. You're hurting like fans of Star Wars, um, which you claim you are. And by the way, some of these people even went so far as like, uh, and Fletch Boogie was telling me about this. So, you know how when you're playing Xbox, like, if you go, I forget how it works, but if you go to somebody's page or, like, they can have dialogue pop up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so some of these people were putting the Star Wars spoilers in that pop up. Wow. So that somebody was playing, like, Call of Duty and, you know, just just trying to play their game and not on Facebook or, or social media or anything like that. And all of a sudden, boom, Star Wars is spoiled for you. Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah, so. And I mean, um, people, you, people have been waiting. You know, thirty years for a follow-up of Return of the Jedi. I mean, really, and you're gonna fucking ruin somebody's movie. This is not like fucking Bridesmaids Two, asshole. You can ruin that for me. I could give a fuck less. But no, <laughs> I'm against spoilers in general. But you know what I mean. I'm just saying this is something that people have been waiting for for years. You know, right. this and, is... well, in their mind, they're more entitled, and they've been waiting for it for thirty years, and they're a bigger fan than you. So if they're not happy, you can't be happy. Yeah, well, they're fucking douchebags anyway. So. And I was telling Fletch Boogie, um, you know, I know that we'll never fix this world and we'll never fix our society when we can't even be human beings when it comes to like watching a Star Wars movie. Whether you whether you <laughs> like know. the movie or hate it, so you f- can't even act like a, a human being on something like that. It's but so you think we're going to fix our problems? Man. So ridiculous. So it, I mean, we can't even enjoy a movie. You know what I mean? It's t- it's it's awful. Um. Yeah. So, what I was gonna bring up about the the spoilers is, as you know, the movie came out when was it Thursday, right? Uh, yes, Thursday right. night came out Thursday, and these people were in. Li- I don't know if you read this story or heard this story, but they were in line after the first showing. The first showing was at seven o'clock. Uh, people were waiting in line for the ten o'clock showing. I forget where exactly this was. Um, and this twenty-year-old guy comes out of the first showing of the movie walks into the line where everybody's at and just belts out what happens gives the fucking spoilers out like in the crowd not five seconds after he did this he was attacked by boba fett a stormtrooper and chewbacca he was he was beat so badly that uh, he is now in intensive care in the hospital. Um, Boba Fett, the stormtrooper, and Chewbacca, or the Wookiee, I should say, 
um, did not get brought to jail, was uh, were, were allowed to watch the movie, and the police said that it was a um, justifiable assault. I, I don't think that's going to hold up in court, but, um, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't think what he did justifies physical harm. That said, oh, well. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I think I would have punched him in the face. I wouldn't have beat him oh, to the I, half inch I, of his I, life. I certainly would have considered uh, attacking someone, but, you know, it, it wouldn't be right. But you know what? You put bad things out into the world and you kind of, you know, what yeah. happens happens. Yeah. You, you, you get what you put into it. And the fact that there are people out there that are trying to uh, just make someone else's world bad just, just out of spite. You know, especially strangers. Like, oh well. They deserve to get punched in the face, I think. I will say this, though. When when I walked out of... Uh, I went and saw it at the West Bank Palace. The yeah. Same that, that you did, actually. Uh, no, I, I, uh, you saw it... Saturday? No, no, I saw it in the same theater. Same, no. same theater. No, no, no. I saw, it, I saw it at um, uh, the Clearview one, the mall. Oh, I thought you were saying okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, in any case, um, I I went and saw it at the West Bank Palace. Um, less and, people, uh, I'm sure. Uh, less people, I'm sure. Um, it wasn't packed actually. No, it, you know, which was surprising. It was it was a uh, twelve thirty showing mm-hmm. on a Sunday. I kind of figured there'd be a lot more people, but no, it was pretty comfortable. That's good. Um, it was there was still a lot of people. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't every seat filled. Right. And uh, <clears throat> so uh, as I was leaving the theater, I yelled out, "Can you believe that Kylo Ren was Luke Skywalker's son?" And uh. <laughs> I was hoping to get some sort of reaction, but nobody nobody left out. Uh, yeah, in, yeah. In case you're wondering, folks, that is not a spoiler because it's not true. Yeah. So yes, that was so, yeah, that man, was not that a spoiler. True. We promised we promised we would not spoil this film for anyone, right. and that's you know not gonna happen. I mean, I would be fucking furious, and. I would definitely if it, if some spoiler actually fell out, I would cut it out anyway because I wouldn't let anybody get you know that kind of shit in here. Right. But yeah, I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was to me personally, I liked it. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. You know, I, like I said, I cried, I laughed, I enjoyed every moment of it. It was it was a really good Star Wars movie. It really was. Right. Um. For my part, um, and obviously I'll do a full review on the BSI show, but. Um, uh, I really enjoyed it. I give it like a B plus or something like that. Right. Um, it didn't blow me away, and it's certainly not uh, as well crafted as the original trilogy. But that said, it's definitely a Star Wars film. Uh, they do a lot to. Uh, it's funny because uh, Rebels does this a lot. They they spend a lot of time sort of finding connecting threads between the original trilogy and the story that they're doing um and there's a lot of beats specifically designed to mirror the original trilogy in this movie um, which is fantastic to me right um I, oh, I can't talk about them obviously but um and and not to give anything away there are a lot of uh cameos that I did not know about until recently. After I You're talking about character cameos or yeah, actor? like like actor cameos and character cameos, and I did not know all these until I read 
all the stuff after. Of course, you know, like I said, we were off Facebook and all that stuff because I wasn't about to get my fucking movie ruined for me. So I waited, and then uh, like the last two days, I've been trying to catch up on all the shit where Abrams was telling everybody who was actually in the film and that you didn't know. Well, I'll give this one away because it's not really a spoiler. J.J. Uh, Abrams has a habit of cast- casting a specific actor in everything he does. <laughs> Every single thing he's ever done, including like the Lost Pilot, which was which J.J. mostly was responsible for directing the Lost Pilot. The rest of the show was mostly other people. But um, uh, if you know that actor, you'll know who I'm talking about. And he is in the movie. And actually, what's funny is I think he's meant to be the new Corkins. Uh, yeah, actually. That, so that, that's what I thought too. I, I I thought that was hysterical as well. By the way, um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, but no, there's but yeah. there's there's a lot of people in this movie that I had no clue that they were in it. See, I didn't notice. I know. I mean, there's one very famous actor that's in the very very beginning of the movie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And, but that's not a cameo. That's an actual role. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look it up. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, but essentially. It's definitely a Star Wars movie. It's not perfect. There's certainly storytelling problems in it that don't that they don't attempt to solve. They just introduce something and just go, "I ah, don't don't worry about it." Um, but but uh, really, if you look at the if you look at A New Hope, it's the same way because they they introduce a lot of stuff to you and it's you have no idea what the fuck the clone wars are or any of that shit. No no no, that's not what I mean. I see I can't I, I can't say what I'm thinking. Right, right. I know. I know. I know what movie. I, what I'll fucking No, there's it up. just certain things that happen that that are sort of inexplicable, certain things that characters do and stuff like that that right. don't uh that come out of nowhere. Um, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. But anyway, um, so it's it's not a Star Wars problem. It's a storytelling problem, right. is what I'm saying. But uh, but overall, at the if you can say nothing else about this film, the fact that it's a step in the right direction for making sequels to these movies is a good thing. It's 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 a pretty solid movie. You might like it, you might dislike it, but they they did spend a lot of time studying the original movies and finding like, okay, so what can we do with this? What can we do with that? Um, Mostly the actors are pretty good. Um, Finn kind of sucks, like not totally. Like he has moments where he sort of redeems himself, but not Finn's. Finn's not that great, you know. Uh, and you re- you really don't see that much from Poe at all. No, no, no. But it was still really good. I yeah. like I said, I enjoyed it without without giving out anything. It was to me, I give it an A. And you right, gave it right. a B plus, so that's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. So go see it and make up your own mind. But no, definitely a Star Wars film, and and I f- I feel like the like when I was watching it, it was a slow start, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this. But at, by the time it got to the middle, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this, and I feel like after a real test of whether or not you like a movie has a lot to do with like the hours and days after you see it. Like, well, at least a complex movie. Like, take Star Trek Into Darkness. First time right. I saw Star Trek Into Darkness, I was like, well, there were certainly a lot of problems with that movie, but I kind of liked it. Um, and then I saw it a second time uh, to take down some notes for reviewing. And the second time I saw it, as I was sitting there talking to John about it, I was like, I don't ever want to see that movie again. Like, that really wasn't, like, it was, I mean, it has, it's, it's strong points, certainly, but 
I don't ever need to see that movie again. <laughs> um, uh, same thing could be said of Man of Steel, um, which is not a good movie. Um, uh, even Dark Knight. Like, Dark Knight is a beautiful film, but I really don't like Dark Knight. Like, it, it's it's not a movie I ever want to see again. Uh, and it's again, it's not a bad film. It's a it's a it's a great film. But um, but when I saw it, I was like, man, that was really good. And it's you know, so it's interesting, like how things affect you as they go on. And right. Age of Ultron is a perfect example. When I first saw Age of Ultron, I was like, that was okay. Yeah, that's how it I felt about it. I've never watched it again. The more I watch that movie, the more I like it. It's not. It's still not as good as the first Avengers by any standard. It's, right. it's I don't I don't think it's one of the better I don't it's it's not in like the top four. Right, 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 right. Put it right. this way. But it's towards the middle. Like it's you know, it's like, oh no, actually this is a pretty good film. It's not it's it's certainly again, it's got plenty of problems, but but it's very it's actually more enjoyable the more I see it. Yeah. So and uh but anyway, but so The Force Awakens, when I walked out, I was like, that was pretty good. And then the more I walked away from it, the more I kind of thought about like what happened and stuff like that. I'm like, no, oh, it was pretty good. It yeah. was pretty good. Like it, it was it was at least a B plus. Like it, I don't it, it I really don't think it's in. an A. It had the C pen, you know? Right. Um but yeah, I like yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. So I'm ready I'm ready for it again. I'm gonna go see it again, so Right on. So we should move on from the subject. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because eventually we're gonna fucking give a spoiler away. We don't mean to. Um, so you know, let's talk about that douchebag CEO. You want to do that? For, okay, all right. Let's talk about yeah. him then. Let's go. Yeah. This is okay. So this hedge fund back, asshole. Yeah. So this a while back, there's a guy named Martin douchebag. Shkreli. Douchebag. We can call him that, but yeah, his name's Martin Shkreli. Shkreli. And he was a like a hedge fund manager or something like that. And he bought a pharmaceutical company that was producing, among other things, obviously, um, basically drugs for HIV patients, um, which, uh, if you don't know, HIV is very manageable now. You can have, like, a completely normal life. You just have to keep this medication on you, like, like use it constantly. But it's, it's fine. It's a livable disease now. And um, so he bought this this company that that was producing these drugs which were literally keep on keeping people alive and he raised the price to like eight hundred dollars per pill what a dick not now let, let's review that not per bottle per pill which means like i don't know let's say you have to take one of these pills per day just one to live 30 days times 800 what's that twenty four hundred dollars or am uh, I off? you're off um Oh no no twenty four thousand twenty four thousand yeah it's twenty four thousand I'm sorry that's oh yeah definitely a major difference twenty four thousand dollars to live for a month no one can afford that um, now his excuse was like you don't understand how expensive it is to run a pharmaceutical company and there's all these the the price of the pills allows them to invest more R and D and do better and better drugs which is true. 100% true. People don't understand. When the people complain about the price of drugs, they don't understand how much it costs to run all these tests and try different things and basically come up with new drugs and better drugs. People don't understand it. That's true. However, in this case, the drug already existed. Like, they were already paying $7 a pill or whatever it was. So there's really no legitimate excuse for it. 
and he did drop the price a bit after people went crazy on him but he was still a huge uh jackass and had this very public life and uh he even bought you can tell this part of the story he bought a a record he did he bought um what the, what was it like I think it was two million dollars. It was two. For- it was two million dollars. Uh, you see, the the Wu Tang Clan, which is a rap group. If anybody doesn't know who they are, they're y'all. Wu Tang. You, you need to get out of the damn, you know, basement. Um, but hey, did you know that Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with? I do. I do. Ah, okay. <laughs> I hate for you to fuck with them. No, I would never fuck with them. Never. Uh, but they they've been working on this record, um, off and on for I think they said seven years. Like they've been doing, of course they have their other albums they've put out, but this specific album was done as an art piece, and the whole the whole project behind it was that they want uh, musicians to be looked at as artists more than, you know, just some fucking cash cow, I guess. You know what I mean? And that's kind of cool. I mean, I understand that. So when you have that kind of money. You yeah, can you can like do that. things like this. So what they did was they made one record, and this one record sold to this guy for. Two point something million dollars, right. and he is the sole proprietor of this record. Like he's the only one who has it. Um, in the stipulations that he cannot sell that for eighty years, he cannot sell the music for eighty years. Now he can give the music away for free if he wants. And uh, there's some other stipulation where the only people that can just go in and take the record from him are the members of the Wu Tang Clan or Bill Murray. That that was actually false. I know, a, I know, but it was still funny. It was a very funny story. There was, a, yeah, like they put it out that it was a stipulation that uh, uh, if the members of the Wu Tang Clan and Bill Murray, because I think it had to be both of them, um, uh, put together a heist, they could they could steal it and legally own it again, uh, which it's it's an amazing idea that would never actually happen. But no, um, although Bill Murray would be down, but um. But yeah, so people were. I mean, I don't really care that the dude bought like a, a Wu Tang album for a lot of money, but it just goes to point out like this dude's living it up on a level that you can't imagine. Meanwhile, he's trying. Basically, he's killing people, like in order to live this lavish lifestyle. And we know this. Like, there's a direct correlation. Like, he's making it so that people can't afford to buy the pills that save their life. Right. Meanwhile, he can spend $2 million on a vinyl album just to say that no one else ex- has it but him. But uh, so uh, he's now, uh, well, he's not in jail currently. He was freed on a $5 million bond, which uh, I don't know how much money that amounts to because bonds aren't, it's not like he spent $5 million. It might only been, I mean, it could have been $1 million. I don't know how much a bond for $5 million translates to, but it's a lesser amount. But um but yeah so he was arrested for security fraud charges and i don't really understand the ins and outs but essentially um it's sort of a uh rob peter to pay paul thing right right where right. he lost money for his investors and he bought a new company and he used the money that he make, made off or maybe sold a company or something like that and he used the money he made from that to pay off the previous investors or debtors and so on and so on so it's 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 kind of like a shell game to keep people from noticing that he owes a lot of money and uh so he was arrested for this he's 32 years old and i hope he goes to prison for a long time because he's a horrible human being 
I think he needs to. I think he needs to go and get ass raped by a lot of giant men. Along with Jared from the Subway Guy. <laughs> Martin and Jared. There you go. That's a good show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, nah, it's mean, almost not... like Jerry Lewis, Jerry and Martin. <laughs> right. Hey, don't, don't, don't include uh, Dean Martin in this this equation what's wrong man you, you don't think dean martin took it in the ass no i don't think so maybe jerry lewis he gave it maybe jerry lewis gave his ass up to dean martin a couple times maybe so i can see that happening um no i'm not i'm not somebody who hates on the rich i think that's a, like this new trend that we've had the last few years of like hating rich people um is stupid i would like to be rich I do not blame people for earning a living or having money. Uh, I blame people for being behaving like assholes like this guy, but I don't think being rich automatically makes you a piece of shit or means that you crushed other people to get where you're going, you know, but, but yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. So yeah, fuck Next that story. dude. Fuck that guy. He deserves to be, <laughs> you know what he, he deserve. Does. He deserves to be, he needs a hug. Yeah, like buried in a bunch of dead cows. Which goes to my next story, by the way. I'm glad you had somewhere to go with that. I did, I did, I did, I did. And and this Because th- I was about to have a lot of questions. Yeah, this was the weird story that I came I found I came across the other day. Um a truck uh, you know, a, a, an eighteen wheeler was pulled over by a bunch of police. Uh, I forget what it was. I think it was for like uh, the at the border, at the Texas border. That's what it was. It was at the Texas border, like crossing uh, into the United States. And the as the truck driver got out the truck, the uh, the guys at the border they said, "Well, can you open up the truck so we can search it? You know, before you go." So the truck driver just hauls ass. Like, he just run, he bolts and runs off into, like, some wooded area somewhere. <laughs> and, of course, light bulbs come up into the cop's head. Oh, shit, there must be something bad in this truck. So they open up this fucking, this 18-wheeler. It's a refrigerated truck. And right. they and they find, they, they find 50 dead, you know, 50 slaughtered carcasses of, of cows, you know, in there. Steak. Yeah, steak. Well, as they had the door open, all of a sudden, one of the officers hear a baby crying. Oh, my God. And they're like, what the fuck is that, right? You know, like, what the fuck? They're looking around, and they can't find where this baby is. Like, they're moving these fucking carcasses, and there's no baby. So they hear, keep hearing it. So what the, the cop does is he takes his knife, and he cuts one of the fucking carcasses open. And the baby and its mother are inside the dead cow. Okay. Now wait, wait, it gets better. The cow wa- all the all the all the cows were completely cleaned out of all the intestines and meat and everything and they were lined with plastic. This this hard plastic casing where the people were inside and they had air holes stuck out so they could breathe. And so they ended up finding a hundred illegal immigrants inside these fucking cows. So there's two people per cow. I, I, I was completely blown away by this story. Like, how bad is your country that you have to sneak in a dead cow? Well, it's Mexico. Why? But why can't you just go and say, I want to be an American citizen 
and fill out the paperwork. Because that takes a long time. I understand that. And 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 frankly, it's it's uh, it's not legal, but it might as well be legal for them to run across the border and get free healthcare and stuff. Um, what's interesting to me about that story is, so the idea is that they won't be deported because all cops will see are the dead cows. But the fact that someone thought that the cops wouldn't be uh, bemused by 50 dead cows in the back of a refrigerator truck is what really interests me. Like, it's uh, like, did they think like, oh no, the cops will just oh oh, you just got like uh, a boatload of dead of of like carcasses in your refrigerator truck? No, that doesn't look suspicious. No, uh, by hey. all means, keep keep going. Like, obviously. Like it would have made more sense if they were in crates, like, like that's something where you you know like just put like some uh I don't know put some stuff in the first crates right, you know. And I, also, much it seems like that would be quicker. You wouldn't have to like clean out intestines and yeah. And I, like, how this, long? This is a weird how, story. Where did you find this? I, I was on some news site. I can't remember, but uh, like why? How long does it? At least how long does it take to fucking clean and cut out a cow? Apart and then fucking fill it with hard plastic. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. May, well, let's be fair to them. Maybe this is a recurring thing, and they've actually had the the cow carcasses for for many many uh, years now. I guess. I guess. I guess. Well, and if you think about it, you know, suitcases are often made out of leather. Where does leather come from? True. That's true. Comes from cows. I don't know. I mean, that was just, know. It was just a strange you didn't story. Know that? See, you learn you learn shit on that. Just, just a strange fucking story, man. Um, Next story. Um, yeah, there's a, a a teen death. Sad news. Uh, parents came home and found their 16 year old daughter dead. Um, apparently, she mastered her masturbated herself to death. She found her mother's hero. Stop. Um, hero. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say a moment of silence for this, this right, right. wonderful, amazing young lady. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So she went into her mother's room and found her mother's giant, double-ended dildo, and this uh, she had a heart attack and died. Fucking it. Um, the mom said that she needs something that big because she's been around the block and had three kids and she wants her story to make sure that other parents lock up their dildos, I guess. <laughs> I want to see that, that, uh, yeah, I'd like to see, I want to, I want to see the that, apparatus that, that, uh, the more, you know, from NBC, like ladies, don't, don't let my, your daughters daughter, dick themselves my down. My daughter died because of my huge pussy. <laughs> For those of you women out there who suffer from giant vaginal gaping hole syndrome, can I just recommend to you that there are other ways to fulfill your sexual needs rather than getting a giant, giant dildo that your child might choke to death on. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can go running, which which closes up the vaginal like makes it tighter uh you can uh i don't know get a needle and thread i don't know <laughs> well maybe don't, don't let your child die from giant dick 
inhalation. It's just it's just an interesting story that I found, and I, I feel awful for the family. But I mean, really, come on, she died by a dildo. Yeah, that's a. Can you think of like the two worst things you could walk in on your child? You know, one would be dead. The other right. would be like getting just gorilla fucked by a giant like cock. Or and or so this this guy walked in on on his at the same time. Yeah, yeah, a dead girl with a giant dildo shoved in her. Sad. So let me ask you: Did the story mention if she had a smile on her face when? when um, no, actually, they didn't say that. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it was uh, pretty intense. Well, that's why they call the orgasm. The and the mother and the mother said that she she just wants everybody to know that too big is a thing. That really is one of the quotes in the fucking. So is two chains. Two chains. What up? Anyway, uh, um, and, know, and, two chains. And uh, you know maybe they could just you know get this guy uh, to go and help him out. Um, there's a there's a preacher that I uh, ran across for some apparent reason. It came up on my, my news feed. Um, this preacher insists that he can bring people back from the dead. He actually has a tent that he brings to Africa that it says, raise the dead tent on it. And I guess because it says raise the dead tent on it, that it means it's so. Uh, so this backwoods, I mean, this guy looks like he belongs in... Like, uh, how was it? deliverance? Right? He's got this big beard. He's he's he does not look like a preacher. Um, so he has come and said that he has video footage, video footage of him raising the dead, and it's like three or four hours worth of stuff. It's you know he's only done it. I think he says he's only raised the dead three thirty six times out of like two hundred. But hey, it's not a bad record, I guess. You know. <laughs> all right. I, I mean, hey, you know that's all I'm saying. He's like the dude. Maybe he could have went help those people. Now he did say it has to be a early death. Like if within four days, if so, he can't. He can't bring uh, Abraham Lincoln back to life. No, no, no. It can only be well, people that's been dead. Good is he? he can't. No more he than four can't days. Bring that sentinel liberty back. To, to bring this country back from the brink that it's in. I, good hey, in. hey, he said, you know, Lazarus was dead for only four days and he came back to life. That's all you can do. So, you know, and he says, hey, if I can't bring him back, we bury him. That's exactly what he says. Smart man. He's got a good business, I think. <laughs> I, I think I think the official term though is like if he can't bring him back to the dead, they bury the evidence. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you want to look him up, anybody out there, his name is uh, Todd Bentley. He's Rev- just in case a loved one dies or has died within the last four days. Yeah, he's a Christian preacher named Todd Bentley. Said he brought back thirty-five people back to life. Thirty-five, not thirty-six. My bad. You know, I don't want to get it right. You know, so check that guy out, man. He's got to raise the dead tent. <laughs> Word has it he's on retainer by Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Wayne, let me ask you a question. Sure. This is a serious sure. question. All right, I'm, I'm ready to listen. Deadly serious. Are you serious? I'm I'm serious. <clears throat> I need you to be serious. Like I need you to like. Do you have your serious face on? I do. Do you have Can, a serious penis? Y- oh yeah, sure do. Okay, good. All right. So, have you ever turned down sex? Yes. Okay, because uh, well, I'm I'm gonna ask you why in a second, but uh, I'm looking at a list from Reddit 
of uh, you know, because Reddit does those threads of like, hey, tell tell the most fucked up story that you you have involving your best friend's mom. You know, right, 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 yeah. Um, and this one's like uh, reasons why guys t- have turned down sex, and so there's this list, and I'm looking at a couple of them, and I'll read a couple of them in a second, but just out of curiosity, like, uh, do you have any specific? Oh, no, I mean, just tired. Don't feel really? like it. Yeah, yeah. Huh? So it's never been like, uh, well, you know, like you, your best friend was was passed out, and his girlfriend was like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" Oh no, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, those situations. I thought you meant like just in like well, so regular like, every, uh, you know, like a regular see. everyday occurrence kind of thing, or you mean like really fucked up things? Because yeah, I've had really uh, fucked well, up I ones. Mean, no, I mean, look, in the course of life, like if you're like you, you have a significant other. She's pregnant now, so yes. I'm assuming at some point she said. Hey, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about to push a baby out of my vagina. Well, yeah, she's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, and you were like, well, that just means you're wide enough for me. <laughs> it means you can't get pregnant again. Hey, but I'm willing to try anyway. No, but so obviously that's an everyday occurrence. Um, but no, I mean, like, have you ever like been out at a club and some girl uh, was dancing on you or something like that? Yeah, just like uh, no, no thanks. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've had some weird interesting situations especially being in a music situation you know what these people are touching me and just kind of like no i'm good thank you you know uh, a couple of these are uh, uh i'm looking uh, I, i'm reading dude comedy which has a, a list of a few of them uh a girl i had broken up with six months prior wanted me to get her pregnant and promised i would not have to be responsible for the kid I that's was a good 17, one. she was crazy, and I said no. That's a good one. Good one, good one. Uh, this is a simple one that I think, uh, number one, I think people, a lot of kids or a lot of guys can relate to, and uh, and it's nice that the kid had enough sense. Uh, I turned down sex in the eighth grade because I was too afraid to go and buy condoms. <laughs> yeah, all right. I could see that. This one, no one can relate to. Had a full banana outfit on and didn't have sex with this chick because I didn't want to take the banana outfit off. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That one's kind of odd. Obese friend wanted some. No thanks. 10 pounds overweight? Okay. 20 pounds overweight? That's fine. 100 pounds overweight? My penis does not get hard for this. Nothing personal. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, a friend of my girlfriend was giving me a lift home. I was slightly intoxicated. She pulls off the road and hopped in the back seat. I didn't want to cheat on my girlfriend. Ironically, after I denied her, turned on the radio, and the song was Feel Like Making Love by, by, by Bad Company. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> uh, a college roommate told me his cohort girlfriend would give me a BJ for my birthday. Yeah, that would be a definitely no, no. Uh, this one actually, I think, is relatable for I'm sure a lot of people, but most well, a lot of people wouldn't admit it either. I was 16 and scared shitless about what to do, so I actually just said no. Yeah, I mean, but, I, you know, I, I can see that one work. You know, where that would it happen. could be confusing. Um, you know, like uh, I'm like, okay, I understand this goes where, but like, other than that, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of ins and outs, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. The the best one that they chose was this. When it was my underage stepsister, we were in her room on her bed, and she was already topless. I was taking her pants off when I had a sudden moment of clarity and didn't go any further than that. So, I don't know what he means by underage. I don't know if he meant like twelve, and he was like seventeen, or you know. 
That uh, that one's pretty awkward. <laughs> oh, you know, fuck. Uh, I've always had that fantasy. You know, because my parents got divorced when I was like, uh, I mean, they were separated when I was 12. They got divorced when I was 14. So uh, I've always had that fantasy of like one of them got married and whoever they married had like a hot daughter, you know, and like, you know, we had some like Greg Marsha action going. Nice, nice. Am I alone in that? Like, well, I mean, your parents never got divorced. Your dad died. Yeah, and I never had a, a sister or anything like that. So I, I wouldn't know what. Let me be clear. Stepsister. No, no, no. I, 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 I get it. Fantasy does not involve having a sister. No, I get it. But I mean, I never, I never thought about that because of the sheer fact of I've never had a sibling. So it was kind of like I was always by myself. So I never really, I never really thought about that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Like having a stepsister or any of that stuff, you know. Right. But I'm sure if I had a stepsister, I'd probably fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Caitlin's sitting behind you. When nah, you nah, like that. nah, nah. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought that I've, was funny. Sorry, I've turned down sex on a couple of occasions, but nothing. Well, nothing I actually want to talk about, but not, nothing, nothing extraordinary either. You know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So next story. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got real awkward with stepsister fucking, um, what about this? All right. There's two, 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 there's actually three stories I got left, but um, this one, since we're talking about girls, uh, has been running rampant through the college girl scene lately. Um, they've been taking a specific type of cough syrup and having it poured into their asshole. So, uh huh, butt bonging. Correct, but it's different from the alcohol because this gives you hallucinations it's more like acid because of the drug right and yeah so that's running rampant right but now through college in a very important way it's it's not any different than than doing the alcohol because in both cases you can die from this oh yeah very very like your quickly what is it it's not your liver it's your uh oh pancreas is pancreas yeah your pancreas absorb directly absorbs the chemicals from what you're taking and this can lead to you dying like it's 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 a like okay well the reason people do butt balls where they they sh- again they shove a a funnel into their asshole and then pour alcohol or in this case cough syrup is because the pancreas directly absorbs it which means you get fucked up quicker yeah, exactly. But that's dangerous. Like you're, you, there's a reason you're supposed to get fucked up slowly and not quickly. It's not healthy. You can die. But uh, and honestly, like here's a serious question: Who was the first person to think, "Hey, what if I shove something in my ass and then pour pour liquid down it"? <laughs> Who yeah. thought this was a good idea? Yeah, who's that guy? I want to know that person. You, you know, know you know, it was no, a drunk teenage dude too. You know, it wasn't a chick. It was no, definitely a well, fucking I guy. Was, I think it was the dude, mo- most certainly. But I think you know what I think it is. I think it was probably a, a kid who was really good at anatomy and was very nerdy and just wanted to make friends and was like, "Hey guys, uh, what, what what can I provide to you to make me valuable as the cool guy to be out with a cool crowd? Hey, you want to get drunk really quickly? I think I think that's what happened. <laughs> probably so. He was probably like uh, one of the like uh, what's his name Worms Wormser from fucking um, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds. You know the little kid in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah, yeah. He was probably that guy. 
And he was that was the one that got you know he's like yeah I need to get some friends, maybe some ass from the uh, was it Omega Moos, yeah yeah fucking outdated reference that's what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well speaking of farm animals once again oh god yes there's another farm animal story now um this gentleman he, you know as people told me you can find pretty much anything you want on Craigslist well. This guy has a goat for rent. And it's not just a gro- a goat. It's not a normal goat. So, house of goats, don't even think about it. This goat is not only blind, but it's disabled as well. The guy found the goat on the side of the road, and he decided that he was going to pimp his goat out. So he puts his goat on craigslist for people who want animal encounters so he can go and fuck a goat have a goat lick your balls whatever you want Lowered um, expectations. he uh said after he was arrested because there was a goat sting um he said that wait let's be clear <laughs> he's not talking about that bite that the goat gave you when you turned around <laughs> no 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 um he said that he Every, Please all, tell me a cop dressed up like a goat. Hold, hold on, dude. This is even better. He said that everyone involved wanted it. I wanted it. The goat wanted it. And the person who came in wanted it. And then he told them he charged them. He normally charges people $380 to fuck his goat. And he made over $100,000 in the last three months on goat fucking. Imagine... How many times that poor goat had to get a dick shoved up his ass? Because it was a boy goat, by the way. See, my real problem <laughs> with this story isn't, isn't that. Let's go back to what he said. I wanted it, the goat wanted it, and the person paying wanted it. Exactly. That implies that there were three ways involved. It does. That means this guy fucked that goat a lot. He did. In fact... What it really implies is that he was sitting around one day fucking his goat, you know, like you do, like you. He was fucking his goat, and he was like, man, this goat's got a sweet asshole. You know, there's nothing like fucking a gay goat or gay fucking a goat. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, there's nothing like gay fucking a goat. That's right. Gay fu- people would pay me money to fuck this sweet goat ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it, Billy. Take it. We're, we're going to the sweet goat. Billy goat ass is gonna get me so much fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, really. Oh, 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 Billy. Oh, oh, you know what? I took it too far. You did. You went a little, a little too far on the <laughs> goat fucking noises, even. <laughs> well, it's not like I went. Nah. But he made a hundred thousand dollars, man. Been way worse if you, if I would have had you do the do the do the noises. As I was saying it. Now the the problem too is is you were calling him Billy. That's terrible. The goat's name was Muffin. Come on, give him props. The, I'll say it's a gay goat. And by the way, just to let you know, uh, Muff- wait, wait, what? Wait, was that is that an actual part of the story? Muffin is is the goat's name. Yes, yes, I'm not joking. His name Holy is Muffin. Holy shit! He named his his the goat that he was fucking. Yes, the goat's name was Muffin, dude. It was Muffin the goat. And uh, just so you know, e- I'm saying that's a euphemism for pussy. I know. And, oh wow! And just so you know, Muffin had to go have. Uh, reconstructive surgery on his asshole. He is fine, and he is up for adoption. 
What about the goat's mouth? What about the goat's mouth? Well, like I said, there was probably three ways involved. Do you really want to put your dick in a goat's mouth? I, let's be clear. I don't want to put my dick anywhere near a goat. Like, I'm I'm not one of the people who, who fucked the goat. Well, yeah, that's true. I know you didn't fuck the goat, but, you know, if you want to put your dick in a goat's mouth, we can always ask either Brian or Kevin. I'm sure they'll be willing. Moving on. <laughs> I left Sean out of that because I don't think he's he's as uh, weird as those guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'd debate that. Nah, nah. Love the House of Goats. Love those guys. They need to come back on the yeah. show so we can make some noise. That that's what they're good at. Yes, sir. So uh, anyway, but that's that's that, that's my last story. I, I'm I'm gonna skip the gay children thing. That's just stupid. <laughs> I, I'll give you a quick di- some Caesars. so some doctor decides that he can get the gay gene and give gay people gay kids. So I think it's horseshit. Oh yeah, you did tell me. About yeah, that. I think it's horseshit, but whatever. Tune in yeah. next time. We'll we'll get. I'll I'll do some more research on that, then and then the next show when Rum's actually here, we'll get his opinion on that too. Well, right now I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> what? 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 Come on, let it. Come on. No, no, no. Let it go. Let it go. All right, all right. Uh, well, thank y'all for joining us. Yes, uh, yes. It was a fun episode. It was an informative episode. And we're and we're coming around to the new year, so yes. Uh, I will be off of a couple of episodes. Even though I've been off the like every other episode lately. Well, yeah, but you're going on vacation, which is awesome. So that's good. Yeah, well, I mean, New Year's Eve. Actually, no, we're not recording New Year's Eve. Uh, no, but we do have a show New Year's, New Year's Eve. You'll we, be there. We do. I'll be at the show New Year's Eve. Why don't you tell people about it? It's a country show. It's pretty. It's going to be pretty interesting. Um, it is uh, a country act coming from Tennessee. Uh, they're playing at uh, the Babylon. Um, so it's gonna be a normal show. It's you know five bucks to get in. Uh, yeah, the act's name is Jesse Cole James. Um, they're like I said, they're coming from Tennessee, and they're gonna be at Babylon for New Year's Eve. It should be good. They're gonna play for about three hours. So, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, man. They're they're uh they're a touring act. Uh, two of the members have been in uh famous bands. Uh, the singers actually toured with uh his old band. Uh, I think it was called Colt Fifty One. They toured with Motley Crue and Poison and all the hair bands back in the day you know he's a little bit older dude and so should be a really good show i mean uh, i got some of their demo stuff it's actually really good like i'm not a country person but i enjoyed it you know it was good stuff so should awesome. be a good show so make sure to check that out uh, like uh we mentioned previously there's gonna be some changes in the new year yeah we got some big stuff coming your way and uh i hope and we're uh, still not telling you about it no we got the secrets the secrets are gonna come all over your face like a goat well you <laughs> anyway like a goat yeah that's right that's right so um, we should probably end this now. yeah yeah we should so uh anyway i was your host wayne i'm adam uh oh one more thing i also want to um thank God, the anyway. sorry sorry i want to thank the guys from uh kot nola for coming out to the comedy show last night uh friday night they did, you know, that was the first one I think they've gone to, and uh, yeah, they really enjoyed it. I got a few uh, good comments on that too, uh, and also Ali and Zar from the Pickle Scoop podcast came out as well. But anyway, so yeah, again, thank y'all for joining us, and uh, 
Remember to keep it beauty. Adieu, adieu. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay then. That's it. <laughs>